Well, hello and welcome back again, or maybe for the first time, welcome to the Bible teaching ministry of a love outreach. Uh, doing something a little bit different tonight, though I often go live. Um, I'm actually just calling this Wednesday night live and going to wait and see if anyone joins in. Um, it's not been you know, advertised or promoted in any way, shape, or form. So if anyone does join in, it is just you know, by the Lord's will that they did. So, um, but I'm going to go ahead and just kind of talk my way on through um, 1 Peter, uh, actually 1 Peter chapter 5, some scriptures that just came on my heart prior to, you know, getting ready to go live here tonight. And, um, but yeah, the idea here here is uh, we'd love to just be able to reach out to you in this way and, um, you know, pray for you in any way that we can, or maybe answer any questions that you have regarding a life in Jesus Christ, regarding faith in Jesus Christ. Um, not really, this is not really a time where I really care to get into theological debates or, you know, uh, answer questions about all the isms or, you know, Calvinism or dispensationalism and all those type of things. There's plenty of teachers out there that do that kind of stuff. Really, um, the idea here tonight is is uh, hoping to get to the heart of the matter. Um, you know, what's going on in your heart, any way that we can help you in that kind of thing. So calling it Wednesday Night Live, and actually, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, what I'll do, um, like I said, I just pushed a live button, so right now nobody's watching, but I was thinking, you know, I could very easily, if nobody watches, I could very easily just debate, uh, delete this video. Um, but you know what I think? I'll just go ahead and leave it up. And if you come upon it and this Wednesday night live idea is something that interests you where you'd like to join in and, and maybe ask some questions on the live chat or, um, you know, have something that we could pray for you about, we'll go ahead and do that. But anyway, so... Like I say here with the little banner that's going across the bottom of your screen there, um, you can you know comment on the live chat or you can um, go ahead and email us at a loveoutreach at gmail.com and uh, we can see your questions there if you'd like to remain anonymous where no one can see what you're asking. So... With that being said, I'm really just trying to kill a little time here um, and see if anyone did go ahead and join in with us tonight. But um, I will go ahead and start reading a little bit here from 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, um, of course, this is written by the Apostle Peter. The elders who are among you, I exhort, he says. He says, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. So it's interesting to me as I read what Peter says here, because he says, you know, he's a fellow, a fellow elder. Now we know um, Peter was, you know, one of the unique people in history that got to walk around daily with Jesus when Jesus was here on the earth and to be taught 
and instructed by Jesus in a face-to-face manner in the flesh. Of course, we have Christ in us. We have the mind of Christ. We have the spirit of the Lord within us, and we can be led by that. But Peter here, you know, he's saying to all these other elders that he's writing to, hey, I'm, I'm one of you. I'm a, fe- a fellow elder, and he surely is an elder. He goes all the way back to the beginning with Jesus. Um, he's one of the original 12, and uh, he also says he was a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and uh, we know that to be true as well. Uh, if you remember when Jesus was arrested, and Peter went there, and Peter followed him, you know, followed them, and was there, and actually denied the Lord three times. Um, but of course, the Lord restored Peter and his love for Peter. But anyway, Peter was right there, and he's writing to the elders here, and he's saying, "Hey, and I'm also a partaker of the glory that will." be revealed. You see, there is a glory that will be revealed for those that are walking in the faith, those that have been born again of the Spirit, who are in Christ, walking in Christ. There is a glory, a future glory that will be revealed. Jesus Christ will appear again, and every knee will bow, and every tongue confess that he is Lord to the glory of God. So that day is coming still in the future, and uh, we all look forward to that time. And he tells the elders here, though, he says to shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. Unfortunately, as we break that verse two down there in First Peter chapter five, um, we see that it, it says dishonest gain. There are people in the pulpit today and have been for many years that quite frankly are in it for dishonest gain. Um, they're just putting on a show, doing what they can to make a dollar. They found that it's a it's a way to make a dollar. It's a way to you know brainwash people, come up with a false doctrine, tickle people's ears, give them something that they like to hear, something that makes them feel good, tell them that they can be healthy, wealthy, and rich, you know, and all of that stuff, and name it and claim it kind of stuff. All of that stuff goes on, but none of that is biblical, and as I always do, I encourage you to and exhort you to get into your Bible and to understand biblical sound doctrine. You know, what does the Bible really teach? What did Jesus teach and what did his apostles teach, okay? And he's tell- and Peter's telling those that do this kind of thing, those that shepherd the flock, those that oversee, those that teach and, and, and do this kind of thing that I'm doing here tonight even, that we should do it by willingly. We should willingly do this, okay? Not because we feel forced to do it, not, not because, well, I got into this, I can't get out of it, I gotta keep punching the clock. This is how many pastors end up falling, uh, many pastors run into problems and things like that because they're not really doing it from their heart. You know, they're not really, it's not really something that they want to do. So Peter's exhorting elders, hey, do this like an overseer, um, do this willingly, okay? And he says, shepherd, the flock of God, which is among you, as he wrote to these here, to these men here. 
And he says, um, do it, don't do it for dishonest gain, but eagerly, verse three says, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Unfortunately, there are many cases today where the pastor is put on a pedestal, the leader of the church, I'm using the word pastor, could be priest, could be bishop, could be whatever term you wanna use there, um, but that person gets put on a pedestal as if they're Lord. And notice there, I'm reading out of the New King James Version, and that word Lord is a small L, not a capital L. And this is, this is where people try to act like they're Lord of somebody's life, like they can tell them how to live and what they should do and what they should drive and what they should have in their refrigerator. And, and believe me, I say that and I, I know of a case like that. So I'm not just making that up. You know, there are pastors like that out there, but that's not the way that Peter is exhorting elders to be here. He's saying that, that they should be examples to the flock. So they should be living like Christ. You know, the apostle Paul said, imitate me. He was bold enough to say, imitate me. Hey, live like I'm living. You know, and uh, hold on one second here. I want to look at something real quick. Okay, so I see that there is one person watching. Whoever you are, welcome. Um, God bless. Uh, if you want to comment, let me know where you're watching from or who you are or if you have a prayer request. Again, that's what this is really about here tonight. Uh, just something different we're trying, but... Um, Going back to the scripture here, he says in verse four, and when Christ, or excuse me, and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. So there is that time coming. And that's what Peter is pointing them to. And as we read the word of God today, that's what the word of God points us to, that there is a time when Christ will return. And sometimes, you know, we say, and, and, and uh, my wife and I were out shopping tonight and we ran into someone and we were talking about this, you know, like, come quickly, Lord Jesus type attitude, you know, because we, we see what's going on in our world. Uh, you know, our flesh is perishing, the outward man is perishing, but thankfully our inward man is renewed day by day. Um, so, Thank God for that. But we're looking for that glorious appearing of Jesus Christ. And someday he will appear. And at that time, we'll receive that crown of glory that does not fade away. You know, the things that you strive for in this life, maybe the crowns or the trophies or money or whatever it may be, it all fades away. It has no eternal meaning to it, right? But there is a time coming when we will receive something that will never ever go away. We will, we will have that newness of life. We will have that eternal life, that everlasting life. We have a newness of life now in Christ Jesus, but we'll have, we'll be ever with the Lord someday. Okay. And he says, likewise, you younger people submit yourself to your elders. Okay. Now there are elders all throughout the body of Christ. If you are a younger person in Christ, it's not just the people that attend the same church you do that are your elders. If you know other people that are older than you in Christ, have been in Christ longer than you, uh, these are people that you should reverence, that you should respect, 
if they are living like a good example to you, you should anyway, and um, and submit to them and listen to them and don't don't dishonor them, don't you know discard them or act like well I can only listen to the people at my church or I can only listen to this person or that person, you know. There are elders throughout the body of Christ, the worldwide body of Christ. And it says, yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. So we see the apostle Peter here exhorting us to have humility. Um, God, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's where the Lord wants us to be. He, he wants us to walk in humility, not thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought, but being submitted to the Lord, being submitted to his will for our lives, submitted to one another as well, humbly and um, loving one another in the body of Christ, right? And he says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time because again that time is coming in the future when we will ever be with the lord and in that time you know and the lord does a work within us today you know there are trials that we go through the testing of our faith there's tribulation there's sickness there's disease all kind of stuff that we have to deal with while we're here in this body still but the Lord is with us. And in verse seven, it, Peter tells us here, um, I'm in First Peter chapter five, by the way. He says, casting all of your care upon him for he cares for you. That's a wonderful scripture right there for all of us. The Lord cares for us. He cares for us. He cares about every aspect of our spiritual well-being. You know, sometimes... Oftentimes, we may go through certain trials or tribulations in this life, you know, heartache and pain, and we wonder, we might feel like, where are you, Lord? Or we might feel like, why did this happen? I don't understand this. You know, why did this set of circumstances come about in my life? Why did I lose my loved one? Why did this sickness come upon me? You know, and there can be all kinds of questions that we ask. And, and sometimes we consider the Lord as if he's a genie in a bottle, you know, and we control him. And we don't realize that his thoughts are not our thoughts. And his ways are much higher than our ways. He knows all. He sees all. Yes, he cares. But he has something that he's doing within you. He has begun a good work in you that he will indeed be faithful to complete but yet we have to stay the course we have to press on we have to fight the fight do you see those words i'm using there press on fight the fight it's not easy i was just telling somebody a couple days ago it's not like we're floating down the lazy river of faith and that's all we have to do. Everything's good when we just have faith in Jesus. That's not scripturally taught, okay? As far as the things of this life, Jesus, it was a promise of Jesus. You know, you can go and buy promise books, Bible promise books in your Christian bookstores and such, or you can order it online. 
and you can read all these different promises, one of the promises that you'll never see in those books is Jesus saying, in this world, you will have tribulation, right? But why can we be of good cheer? Because he has overcome. And the day is going to come when we will be absent from this body. One way or another, we will be taken out of here or we will die. One way or another, we will be absent from this body and we will be present with the Lord. But for now, we have his spirit within us and he cares for us. And he wants us to, to be a people that cast our cares upon him. We, we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, as the Bible says, right? And we commit our ways to him and we acknowledge him in all of our ways. We, we completely submit our lives to him. And in so doing, we can cast every care, every trial, everything that we go through in life, we can cast it all upon him. For he does indeed care. But we got to remember that we're not Lord. He is Lord. And he is working out. He's working all things together for our good. Right? But it's, he's the one working it out. He's the one in charge of our lives. He is Lord. You see, that's what it means to have Jesus as your Lord. Right? He is the King of Kings. He is Lord, and He is Lord of all. And when He is Lord of your life, you submit to Him as such. You know, it's it's hard nowadays, especially if you live in a society where you don't have a king over you. It's hard to comprehend. I didn't grow up with any kings over me. Okay, um, so it's it's kind of hard to understand that whole concept sometime, but that's what Jesus is. He's the king and we are subjects in his kingdom and we are to bow the knee to him. We are humbly to submit to him and obey his every command. How do we know his commands? How do you obey his commands? Well, you know them through the reading of the word of God, the Bible, right? So, but anyway, it's just a wonderful thing that we can cast all of our cares upon him and know that he cares for us. But we do this by faith, don't we? We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. But all the, most of the time in life, we want to see things happen. We want to see good things happen in our lives. And, and, and oftentimes people go through difficulties in life and they don't see happen what they want to happen or what they prayed for or what they named and what they claimed or whatever it may be, it doesn't happen. And so many people lose faith because they think that they are Lord. But that's not the way it works. That's not the way it is. He knows all and we can trust him and we can rest in him and we can commit all of our ways to him and we can submit our lives to him completely. He does care for us, but he sees differently than we see. And verse eight says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You see, there is an enemy to your soul. There is an enemy to who you are spiritually. Someone that doesn't want you to be humble, but would rather you be proud like we read in verse five, right? We need to be clothed with humility because God resists the proud, 
Well, your adversary, the devil, he wants you to be proud. And he tells you great reasons you should be proud. Great reasons you should think highly of yourself. You know, and he's seeking to devour you. That's all he wants to do. He is a liar. He's a thief. And he comes, Jesus said, to kill, to steal, to destroy. He wants to take away from you all that God wants you to have in your soul. But Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. See, the abundant life is not the proud life. It's the humble life. Okay, that's where we're submitted to God and we submit to one another. We consider others as better than ourselves. We live in a humble manner as we walk through this earth here, right? But verse nine tells us what to do about the devil. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Steadfast in the faith. Faith, okay? Faith. We're not talking about sight here. We're not talking about what we see. We're talking about the unseen here. Faith. We stay steadfast in it. Okay. We, we, we don't accept the devil and his lies and what he's bringing to us. Okay. And it says, Peter continues that verse there. He says, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. In other words, there's no temptation that has overtaken you than such as common to men. All throughout the world, many people suffer in this world, in this present body, because the devil's out to attack them, and, he, and he's testing your faith, and God allows your faith to be tested so that you will persevere and you will grow stronger in your faith. Yes, you will go through trials. Yes, you will go through tribulation. Yes, you will have hard times but we need to stay steadfast in the faith, continuing to fix our eyes on Jesus, set them on Jesus, lock the eyes of our heart, who we are spiritually, just remain focused on Jesus. And then he says in verse 10, but may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. That's what I just said. You will suffer. You will have hardships. You will have hard times. But God, through all of that, because he's a God who cares, okay, he will perfect you. He will establish you. He will strengthen you. He will settle you. He'll calm you down. He'll get you through this time. So if you're going through something out there, um, and again, that's why I did this live tonight uh, in hopes to reach out to some, and maybe uh, you can share this. If you've come upon this, the replay of this video, um, you know, you can share this with someone else, and maybe we can do this again. Contact us at aloveoutreach at gmail.com. Um, let us know that you would like something like that, that you are watching, that you know you would be interested in that. If not, probably by faith, I'll continue to do this from time to time. But one way or the other, we will continue to teach here at A Love Outreach, continue to teach 
the word of God. Verse 11, I'll end it here. To him be the glory, to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. You see, there's no glory. There's no dominion to us. We are to humble ourselves. He is exalted. He is high and lifted up. And we are to look unto him. So we'll go ahead, I guess. Call this a night. Again, if you've come upon, and I will go ahead and put up this audio recording as well. Um, and if you're listening in other parts of the world, as I know many people do uh, on audio and, you know, from a podcast um, standpoint, um, if you have access to YouTube, uh, we'll go live again sometime. But again, we'd like to hear from you. Um, and if you, we'd love to answer any questions, you can email them, um, a love outreach at gmail.com. I don't know if this microphone is picking up my stomach grumbling. The other day when I was recording, my stomach was grumbling as well. But anyway, I don't know if it's that powerful to pick that up. But anyway, God bless and uh, thanks for watching. And um, like I always say, if you have any questions, you need any prayer, please reach out to us. Uh, a love outreach at, at gmail.com. You can go to our webpage, a loveoutreach.com and you can fill out the contact form there and that will come through to us as well. So, God bless and we will see you next time.